Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello, welcome to the latest episode of Don't Blame Me. We have literally ever fucking shot. And like, I ever. can I cannot believe how late it is. I cannot believe how tired I am. I cannot believe how much I still have to do Dude, tonight. I feel so bad for you. Um, but here we are, y'all, because but am I wrong? Will come out later in the week. They don't know the story oh. of what happened. Oh boy, might I recommend the video of But Am I Wrong on our Patreon on Thursday? Holy fucking shit, have we had a day? And yeah. we didn't even explain in that video, but I just want to say we started recording this podcast later because I had an appointment earlier. I forgot. Uh-huh. Okay. So I okay. had an appointment earlier today and I show up at Melissa's sweating and I was like, I had to walk 10 blocks. Like, I'm not okay. Like, I'm struggling. And that was how we set the tone. And it was because I was just like, oh, this is like, you know, pop right here, pop right here, like perfect, convenient. This would be fun. No. And if I hadn't done that, we probably would have been able yeah. to beat the power outage. Yeah. So or yeah, power we would have been 
in the last segment of don't blame me like and then it would have been worse so oh actually you're right you're right you're right so um because we have been starting later because even i mean we say we start at 11 but you usually don't get there Uh lately to like 12 12 30 anyway okay, so, but i let you know ahead of I, time but i know I, I want them to yeah, know yeah yeah i'm gonna say it's not be just you like i'm grateful for we that can time verse. yeah it's we it's, it's not like that hey, i'm supposed to show up at 11 and no, i don't show up until 12 no, no, without no, no, speaking no, to no, no, no. it's well. like hey what time do you go to sleep yep <laughs> four o'clock same we okay dance around it <laughs> you gotta find like 20 minutes mm-hmm. 30 minutes a little bit the perfect i don't have pants on amazing yeah. Yeah, because I, I have to, you drive, you have to drive, but I also have to clean. So that's a trade-off for yeah, but, each other. You know, but now that I've seen your home, then. Um, yeah, and our Dyson I broke. probably won't be. Uh, There's clean. literally <laughs> dirt on the floor because I knocked over a plant and our fucking Dyson we sh- broke. We should have brought my little. Do you want, I, I saw it at your house and I was like, I need to get me one of these. I love it so I much. I had one and I don't, I think it died and I don't know where the charger oh. is. Oh, it has been a fucking day. Yeah, it is. 8 40 p.m on a tuesday we don't and we don't do this i know some people record late at night or they like do like no no we don't do this no 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 no. we are both night owls but we are night owls and like the i don't want to talk to anybody i want to do my work Mm -hmm. in my like comfy clothes yeah no bra on no clothes i'm not neither of us are wearing bras now anyway but like because it's Not like this. those people that wake up at like five o'clock in the morning. Are like I like this time of day because no one's talking to me and I can get stuff exactly. done. Exactly. But we like it at the nighttime. So this here is we are going to be a journey. It so, is. Um, I just need you to falsely inflate our egos if you are on our Patreon watching the video, because we don't look our best. But I need you to tell us that we do. Um, even my, though we're wearing the same outfit, my hair has dried now and now it's going up instead of down and it's just i, I think know. your hair still looks great i think it looks terrible i still um, think it looks great i wouldn't be able to tell you that yeah. it looked bad at all um also like i have stories to tell to who? i'm saving Travis. Oh. i got hit by a car like physically somebody hit me i was steaming melissa <laughs> You can't say I had stories to tell, but I'm not going to tell you now. <laughs> but I, I got hit by a car. Yeah. Bitch, um, what the fuck? I've had what the worst. Nothing, here's okay, the I thing. I've hit had by the, a car, but why do things happen to you that you could always had, come on the podcast talk about? I've had the worst luck going back outside now that I've started going back outside. Yeah, it's overrated. Um, So um, I went to my friend, got named something about something with a DJ thing with Remy Martin. Um, an accolade was acquired yeah um and so i went to that um after we recorded last week yeah after we recorded last week and then i was waiting for my car at valet shut the fuck up and instead of them bringing my car to the curb they put it on the street and so the car that was parked on i mean there was space behind that one but i think they didn't think that the other car was gonna leave so they kind of put it next to the car and they were parked like at the curb um, but I guess they decided to put their SUV in reverse as I was crossing the street uh, to get to my car and they tapped me and then I hit the back of their car and everybody like, cause there was like a line of people waiting for their cars and everybody goes, <gasps> was it the valet driving or the people who owned the car? The people who owned the car. Why didn't you throw your body on that car? I know. I was just tired and no, ready to get home. I and also, like, you don't want to do that and then have them hit you again. Yeah. I wasn't hurt or anything. No, it but was also, just, 
I was just and then I was re- really ready because they also had hit the limit for people to get in. Like it was RSVP, but of course yeah. they over RSVP for things. And so they had hit the limit for people to get in. And I was leaving. I was like, I, it was 11 o'clock. I was like, I'm done. I had got 30 at yep. nine. I saw him. I saw mm-hmm. other people I knew there. And then so uh, I was leaving me and Valerie, who's done my makeup. Before yeah, met I met her. She might have done your makeup. Great makeup. Not, yeah. She had come with me and then we were leaving, but there were so many people still trying to get in and they weren't making a exit area for people to leave. And so the then like the people that worked there were like, go, you can go around. I'm like, no, I'm in valet. I cannot go around because I'm going to end up on another street. And then like behind the place, I need to go out this way. And they were like, no, go around. And then these big huge dudes came up and were like pushing their way through so I just grabbed out and like we're just following them <laughs> so they were pushing their way through and we got through some like the fire hazard that was here oh my god yeah and then like we wouldn't have been able to get out if these huge dudes hadn't come and then i get hit by a shoe <laughs> can i ask you a question uh-huh and i don't mean this in a bad way at all but like do you feel like getting hit by a car where it's just like it's a tap and it's enough to scare you, but you don't get hurt. Is it kind of embarrassing? No, because everybody else. Was everyone like, was on your. Okay, everybody was everyone on, was on side. your side. Yeah. Like, what the fuck are these people? So yeah. they saw the whole thing. It wasn't just like you don't have to tell anyone that yeah. car just hit me. Yeah. And also, I didn't know any of the people. So I didn't give a yeah. fuck anyway, because I will never see them again. I had a car tap me once and I was absolutely mortified but only because like i had to let them know that they tapped me as well as like everybody else around who's like wait what just happened well i, I like, hit um, the back of the car yeah, no, so that was i was ch- i was small and uh insecure that is smart what the fuck yeah holy shit you need we need to go to the crane spa <laughs> i was gonna say um that could be uh your birthday gift i can take oh, you oh i thought pay- you were gonna do a patreon from no, there no, no. i was like sure <laughs> we could but <laughs> i'm hella down uh, always down yeah i like, noticed my head weighs a lot recently that's how i know do you want to elaborate <laughs> like where do you ever just like feel like sometimes i feel like a baby who's doing tummy time and they're like learning to like lift their head up and they're like oh and i was like yeah that's a heavy ass noggin because the muscles aren't defined yet yeah, sometimes I feel like that. And it's usually because I told you my shoulder's been popping out. And so like once things are out of place, I can just feel like my joints. I sometimes feel like a potato sack and like everything's being held together um, by uh, pure will. Mm-hmm. And so that's what the gotcha. that feeling has been. And I've just been aware of my head being extra heavy. Mm. So I'm always down. Okay. Well, I'm so sorry that you got hit by a car. Yep. That's so, I'm sorry for laughing, but like, yeah, that's just like the most chaotic fucking thing, especially when you're trying to like leave and uh-huh. go home after like the longest day ever. And I still had work to do. That's home. what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Terrible. That's so bad. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you weren't hurt. I know. But if I were, because it was like a Mercedes truck. So. Oh Yeah. I guess we should explain what this podcast is about. This is an advice podcast where we give wonderful, amazing advice and we also complain about how late it is and how dark it is and how tired we are Mm -hmm. because sometimes complaining is good for the soul. Chicken soup complaining (laughs) for the soul. So if you want to call us for an upcoming episode, you can leave us a voicemail at 310-694-0976 or international listeners, you are not being left out. You can leave us a voice memo. Just record it on your phone and email it to us at meganpodcast at gmail.com. 
For both of those instances, you have to keep under three minutes or you will be cut off. We ask that you write everything down, practice a couple times, time it so you know it's under three minutes. You're including all relevant information, how old you are, how old everyone else in the story is. It's all anonymous. But um, the more information we have, the more pertinent information, the best advice we can give. So if you listen to previous episodes, you can hear us be like, well, what about that? I wonder if this, I wonder if this. So try and anticipate that and include all of the details that are important. We don't usually need to know how big someone's dick is unless it's about a ripped something some orifice that has been ripped based on a deep throwback throwback i've been a couple yeah so um yeah you'd be h and over have your parents permission what else is that it that's it okay well if not read the show notes all the info's there so much and once you call too we like say everything on the phone call too which we should and um we do have an exciting announcement that we will be um sharing first on patreon and you can also watch the video versions of the podcast here and our other podcast. But am I wrong? You can also join us for live streams. So, hey, for a dollar a month or two dollars or three dollars or I forget how many it goes up to six, six dollars. You can get a sneak peek on something exciting that's going to happen soon. Yay! Whee! All right. Should we get into the update? Yeah. So before we get into the update, we want to give you like a quick summary because this is so God, we've been doing this podcast for so fucking long. I know. Um, but uh, she had called in because her mom had started dating this guy who was super conservative Trump supporter. And her mom started like mirroring those beliefs. And the caller um, is uh, part of the LGBTQIA community. And a lot of like the comments they're making not only are offensive as a whole and like the, the beliefs at systems that they hold are like completely bigoted, but also at the caller aka like the daughter in question um and so her original call was about um her sister had a wedding coming up and wondering you know if she should cut her mom off or Mm -hmm. not um and a lot of it was like a lot of anger harboring towards the boyfriend as like a representative of this and um we did re-listen to this and i might say First of all, you can just tell in my voice when I didn't have long COVID, I was doing so much better. Um, but I think we also gave like, I was like listening to us. And I was like, damn, we're, look at us given, given some yeah, s- I, solid advice. Now I would probably be harder because I was uh, on the fence before about like if she should yeah. cut her mom off. And I, 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 this was the original one was May 18th, 2020. It wasn't as far back as I thought, but. Far enough. We've Far lived enough. many lives since then. Yeah, and I also wouldn't use the term queer because I don't think she self-identified it. Did she say Did it? I say queer? I said. Oh. I said it. And that was one that I didn't learn until someone had DM'd um, a couple, probably like in 2021 or like end of 2020, where they were like, I don't think you know that that used to be like a, a slur. And like, I totally understand like some people say like that is like the term that they prefer. And I had no idea. And then I saw it in a TV show yeah, um, I- somewhat recently. I used it around my dad because I, I was talking about something and I was just saying like somebody yeah. was queer and he was like, why would you say that? Yeah, I had. He was like, you, Miss Woke. And I was like, shut the fuck up. So but he didn't. Was that a term? Did you know that was offensive? Like, was that like, because I the knew F was slur a, was one that was like, that yeah, was the thing when, when we I were, was growing up. Yeah, when we were growing up, the F slur was yeah. definitely a slur, but it was more like 
my parents. That's what I was yeah. going to say. So like, cause the, the, I forget what TV show or movie it was that I saw it in and I saw the context. Cause the only, prior to that, the only context that I had was people who were like, oh, I'm a part of the queer community mm-hmm. or I self-identify as queer. So now in the podcast, cause some very like gracious and lovely like listeners were letting me know, like, I don't think that you have any idea, but like that term can be pretty jarring regardless yeah. of who it comes from, unless someone self identifies yeah. as that's the terminology they prefer so i don't think that this color did so i would have definitely have changed um that because now i'm not gonna yeah use I, I only i've now i only use it in if somebody else Same. says it if that's like your preferred yeah um but i i would have been harder uh yeah now well, you i think do you've got a lot more under your belt of this podcast and like years and time of um the, the no contact mm-hmm. p- parents and relationships. Yeah. Um, but um, also I do want to say that the caller also said in the original call that uh, she believed that her mom had cheated on her dad with yeah. this person too. So I forgot about that part. Yeah. Okay, let's get into the call. Hi, Megan and Melissa. I called in season five, episode 25 about my mom and her fiance, now husband. Y'all were right. I blamed my mom's fiancé despite her sharing his views because I felt obligated to maintain a relationship with her. I told her in 2020 that I wanted to go no contact. She cried a lot but said dramatically, I just want you to be happy. I thought we ended the conversation with mutual understanding, but a few minutes later, I got a call from my brother, who I never talked to. He yelled at me for making her cry. My mom was a single teen mom before, and I'm pretty sure that they're enmeshed. I felt pressured to justify my decision, so I came out to him, and he said, Don't you ever bring that gay shit around my son. After that, I had a great year until a few months before my sister's wedding. My mom sent me an email saying she misses me and how hard that year has been for her. Didn't ask how I was. I took a couple days to think and replied with a recap of everything that happened and what I required for her to regain contact that being therapy, to discuss my concerns before I would even consider therapy with her. My boundary was that I wouldn't talk to her outside of therapy. And I got ghosted. At the wedding, I was pressured to talk to her by my dad. He has childhood trauma around an absent parent, so I've forgiven him, and he hasn't done that since. I actually ended up alone with my mom at the hotel breakfast the next morning, which was kind of awkward. But yeah, she's trying to make me the villain despite her not taking me up on my offer or even trying to negotiate. My sister's slowly coming out of the fog, meaning fear, obligation, guilt. She understands and shares my feelings, but is more sympathetic to our mom's life story. Neither of us are trying to pressure the other to change our stance, but I remind her that I've made my peace. She updated me recently that our mom has changed jobs. She was a kindergarten teacher, and now she is an ESL teacher. I'm upset for two reasons. One, that's my field. ESL is my field. And two, maybe she wants to prove she's not racist. But I firmly believe that her personal growth should not come at the expense of one of the most vulnerable groups of children. I've thought about contacting the principal, but the reality is they probably won't care enough to do anything about it. Teachers, especially those with ESL qualifications, are hard to come by. Hell, it's a school in the South. The principal is probably a Trumpy, too. Anyways, I'm living my best life without this mess, and 10 out of 10 would recommend cutting toxic people out of your life. P.S. I'm a Leo. Dad's a Sagittarius. Mom's a Gemini. And both my siblings are Cancers. 
Love you. Bye. I'm, first of all, I'm so happy that you're like, you kept reiterating, I'm like living my best life. And I'm so sorry that you had like, this was the journey that you had to have to like get to this place. But I'm really glad that you're looking at past you being like, I'm so glad that I made this choice right. and this was the right choice. Yeah. Um, and I'm sorry that it's gotten worse, but, um, but you, you, uh, you, I, I believe you knew that it was going to, and that's why you had already said that you would cut her off if need be. Um, I'm sorry that your brother's a, Oh my God. Terrible homophobe. Um, but, yeah, uh, we did get, I do remember we got a lot of people angry with us after this call. Oh, yeah. Because they're oh. like um, mm-hmm. telling people that they need to leave their family and things. And you so. can't just have differing opinions and uh-huh. like be okay. And like, how are people supposed to grow if we cut them off? Yeah. So um, thank you for updating us because then, you know, this proves Sometimes it has to happen, and even if you try to still kind of be sort of in contact, things can get worse to the point where you don't want to talk to them again. And it also drives a wedge with other family members, too. Mm -hmm. Jeanette McCurdy just released a book called I'm Glad My Mom Died, and she was doing an interview, and someone said, like, that title is really jarring. And she was like, if you hear that title and you think, like, oh, my gosh, I could never imagine. Like, that's so fucked up. She's like, this book isn't for you. Like, no matter if this is for you. Like, there's a certain level of, and, like, that's how I feel about, like, going no contact with family members and parents. If that seems unfathomable to you, this is not a conversation for you. Like, it's not a personal, it's nobody's first choice. And, like, nobody comes to it lightly, like we said in the original call. And people who are so taken aback by that are like, well, no, that's like too harsh. That's too this. That's too that. Like that's, you're so lucky. And like, you should be so grateful that this is not something that when you hear someone going no contact that you are, if your immediate reaction is being upset that that person has gone no contact and you think it's not fair, you are so lucky that your other reaction is not, well, I've been through that exact same thing. Like Mm -hmm. I know how hard that is. So um, yeah, it doesn't, no one chooses it lightly. Right. And like, I think you can even tell in the call and like the, in the update, the caller was like even saying like, you were right. Like I was putting this all on him because it was really hard for me to see my mom like that. Like people don't go no contact from their parents when they're seven years old. <laughs> they like go no contact after being forced to be in a home with them for 18 years. And then most of the time people don't even go no contact until their mid to late twenties. Uh-huh. And like a lot of people, a lot of people don't go no contact with parents until they're in their forties, like until they have their own kids, but like possibly like all these different ranges. Um, and I'm really sorry, like Melissa said that like your mother and her uh, now husband and or also the location of where they are has like really like poisoned this whole family and like your siblings. And that's really, really, really fucking sucks. Um, and I'm, 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 I'm really glad though that you know that that's not the kind of like love and relationships that you deserve, and it's not something that you have to take, and you can just talk shit about him behind his back and like never have a relationship with him. And it doesn't mean that that's not hard. Um, but I'm glad that you know that you deserve so much better than all of these people. And I can't even imagine how awkward that breakfast line was. First of all, breakfast lines after weddings at the hotel, they're already awkward to begin with. Right. And then with somebody solo, 
haven't spoken to. And I'm also glad your dad apologized. And you've forgiven him. Yeah. Oh, your mother. Fuck her. Fuck her, fuck her, fuck her. All right. Well, let's take a break. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Today's episode is brought to you by a sponsor we love, 310 Nutrition. 310 Nutrition is helping us, you, our listeners, in the new year with protein and superfood rich products with so many options and flavors for your personal preferences. They're adding new products all of the time, and I just got my. I mean, I didn't just get my package. I just got a, 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 a secondary of my package. And I, as someone who needs electrolytes to function there, it's like elixir from the gods. I cannot sing their praises enough, specifically the cucumber flavor of this electrolyte mix is delicious. Like it's, it's so good. I've even like had it on like ice and been like i'm drinking like a drink drink like you can throw a little straw in there and it's it's delicious it's so good and i just i love they're filled with so many great ingredients that really help 
if you're like me and you like, you know, medically need some electrolytes, but also if you're working out, if you're sweating, hot summer day, you're going to an amusement park, you're on your feet for a long period of time, all of that. Um, most of us are not getting the electrolytes we need. Yeah, I drink mine specifically when I am working out. It's my beverage while I'm working out. I just take one stick of the hydrate, mix it in with my bottle of water. 16 ounces of water can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water if you got that hydrate in there. They also have the all-in-one shakes, which I absolutely love. I'm running low, so I got to get some more. But um, I love the chocolate bliss the vanilla cream the caramel sundae i have all three of those flavors sometimes i mix and match them sometimes i'll use it when i'm baking or i'll just drink it straight and it is they're so good they have a triplex protein blend plant-based proteins that include pea brown rice and pumpkin that makes it so delicious you can get fiber and superfood blends with more than 25 organic fibers and superfoods blended into one easy, delicious shake. And they also have three tins, four shake flavor starter kit, which lets you sample all the flavors for only $9. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with Don't Blame Me and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and super easy to put together an order, or you can start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code Blame Me right now for 50% off up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code blame me. In our live stream, our listeners are always recommending and talking about books. So we're so excited about book of the month because this is something that our listeners are going to love. This is a brand that I've been familiar with for a, a long time. I like love watching people talk about it. I love seeing what books people are reading and like what books they have available and I, I, I love I love everything about it. So I'm so excited uh, for someone who like, <laughs> you know, the ease of getting into a book, a lot of it can feel like really daunting. So to have like a service where it's like you're going to get like high quality hardcover books, which that's my preferred way to read at incredible prices, but also curated. So it's like amazing, cool, wonderful, great. This is it's kind of like a a straight shot into that and something that book of the month you can do over and over and over again. And one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program, the cheaper the books get. Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors. One of the amazing things about Book of the Month is that every aspect of Book of the Month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. First of all, the books come in a bright blue box, which is very pretty. Me and Megan were just talking about them. There's also a fun app to pick your books and track reading progress and as well there are reading challenges and rewards and book of the month makes it really easy to decide what book to read next which for me is like the biggest hurdle i love when other people make choices for me especially when they're good choices and i'm like cool i can trust you so each month the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and they pick some of the best new books for you to choose from all of the books are so good you can't go wrong and i mean that wholeheartedly when we were picking like our selects for this i was like this I like all of them this is hard and I literally coordinated with Melissa and I was like okay so these are like my top ones I'm assuming they will be yours so don't pick the same one as me so then we can swap afterwards and that's what we did so we got the ministry of time by Killian Bradley 
And we also received The Return of Ellie Black by Emiko Jean. The Ministry of Time is like people are calling it like if you're a fan of Outlander and like spy novels or time traveling books, it's quoted from Town and Country saying it's really innovative, fun storytelling. The Ministry of Time is definitely for you and listed as 45 of the must-read books for spring 2024. And then Harper's Bazaar also said part time travel romance, part spy thriller, and 100% multifaceted joyride. (gasps) When I tell you that, I was like, sold. We're also excited about the return of Ellie Black, and this one is about a missing girl who returns, but that isn't the end of the story. It's only the beginning. We both like a a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since Detective... Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes ever since Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls, but happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work, which that sounds so intriguing. And I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much. Can't wait. And we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor. And we know y'all are already going to love this. Plus we've been recommended this so many times. Mm-hmm. So I, I, we, we've already got fans in you. Try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com and you can get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That is your first book, $5 at bookofthemonth.com using code PEDALS. And we're back from our break and it is 3 a.m. at this point. No, I'm kidding. 904. Nine oh, fuck me in the eye socket. Okay. Sorry. Do you? Never mind. What? Do you think about the How space? many holes you have? I think about the space behind my eyeball a lot. Whoa. I never needed to hear about that. And now I will never not think about it. The reason why I've I been thinking about it a lot uh, is because so. this person lied to this hairdresser and told him that... Um, morticians can always tell like a hairdresser because they have like little snippets of hair behind their eyeball but then a lot of like actual morticians were like i've never seen that before so but somebody had lied to them it was a tiktok thing somebody had lied to her several times told her she was somebody had told her blood at the uh one of her um clients oh i was i was doing the tiffany pollard quote somebody had lied to her several times and told her she was hot sexy and fly and she was Gemma she was I don't know and she was nothing of the sort huh. I wonder what she's doing I bet she has a podcast yeah there's no way she does not have a podcast yeah that woman has a ways away with words do you want to know that like who built my personality it was the simple life it was every every reality show that Tiffany Pollard aka New York was on those things, Lizzie McGuire, if you combine all of those and you throw in my Harry Potter nerd thing, like that is what raised me into the personality I am today. It looks like she doesn't. Are you kidding she's me? She's been a guest on a lot. Someone get this one. iHeartRadio, where the, Melissa. <laughs> I don't know why you're going to iHeart when I'm sitting right here. Melissa, get her a podcast. She's only 40. I don't know why I thought she was much older. Whoa. How old was she on, like, Flavor of Love? A child, obviously. Oh, my God. Did she ever go on Bad Girls Club? Because that was a different network. A different network. I but think I, she would have been too above them. Like, she could have come in like a mentor. She could have Bad Girls Club. Didn't like, she, she kind of have... Mentor other bad Didn't girls. she have one, though? I think she had a dating show, but I don't think she had a uh, show with other girls. Hmm. 
I got to see what she's been up to. Definitely, but probably better than whatever tequila 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 has been up to. Oh, 100%. Anyways, um, I have no idea how we got here, but let's roll the tapes. Hey, girls. Okay, for reference on the story, I am about to be 20 years old in October. So both of my parents divorced in 2017. It was a very messy, and it ended terribly. Both of them were in the wrong, and I don't hate either of them at all. They just aren't on good terms anymore, and they don't communicate healthily anymore. I lived with my mother while I finished high school, and I graduated in 2021, and I moved up my freshman year to go to college. The reason I am calling, though, is because my college is in my hometown, meaning I'm 10 minutes away from my parents at all times. And this poses an issue because both my parents are somewhat empty nesters, meaning that, you know, they have my preteen brother, but he goes between both of the houses, and neither of them have a spouse. So they tell me that they miss me all the time. Although this is normal for parents of college students, other college students go hours away from home, so they don't have to worry about deviating time to their parents while also being a college student and having that experience. Um, But, you know, me on the other hand, I'm an extremely independent person. I love being on campus and doing my own thing, and I don't really miss my parents. But I also am getting texts from my mother saying how she wishes I was with her, she's so sad without me, and that she misses me. She texts me this all the time. And that makes me feel like a terrible daughter. But the thing is that I don't want to see my parents. I know I should want to see them because they're not terrible people and not toxic to me. It's just, I just don't want to. I'm on edge when I'm around them. My mom makes me uncomfortable. She makes comments to me discussing her financial situation, talking bad about my dad, and just discussing things about me that make me uncomfortable. And I don't have a friendship or a connection with either of them, really. I mean... Every time I hang out with them, it's only because I feel as if I should, which makes me feel even more guilty because I don't genuinely want to be there. So how do I have a normal college experience without feeling the guilt of being a terrible daughter? I feel like this problem would be different if I was hours away because they would only expect me home on break. But now that it's an option for me to go home whenever, I feel as if a weight is on me to show up for them. Thank you guys both, and I hope you have a wonderful day. Can't relate at all. Joking. Take that and uh, add your mom working on campus, too. Yeah, I don't know if people know this about you. <laughs> yeah, I went to school. It wasn't in my hometown, but home area, 20 minutes away. Uh, mom is, at the time, works at the Alumni Association. Um, she also had been the uh, grad advisor for my sorority, the year before I I joined and I said you have to quit um also uh very well liked and adored on campus so people were always um comparing me to her too so then I just kind of I I I wowed out and went the complete opposite direction you don't want to you don't want my your mom doesn't want to be related to you You, don't claim me Uh I'm um, gonna hoe out but here's the thing there's also a way to use this to your advantage. So if they want to um, see you, meals, laundry, a good one, and laundry was number two. So since my mom was on campus, I would just she would just roll up to my dorm and be like, "Hi, mom. Yeah, let's go. You know, get something to eat." And then I throw my laundry in her car, and then she would take it and clean it. So I would say, um, 
yes, this is very annoying. Um, I feel like right now it seems like it is overbearing because it is, but this is also new for them. And so they'll eventually get used to it. Like you don't want to be there, but use them for laundry. Um, <laughs> yeah. Use them for other things. Um, but, but the, the main thing is like, it's new, and so they will get over it. Because by the time my sophomore year rolled around, it was a completely different story. And also, I had, you know, wild out. And then yeah, she got she was like, Whoa, tired of people that? telling her things about me. Sorry, your, uh, so, so your girl. <laughs> so her last weekend. I don't want to hear about mm-hmm. That's funny. No, I, I, like, fully agree with all of this. Um, your mom is uh, trying. And dad. Well, I was gonna say your, your mom specifically though, about talking about like fi- her financial situation and all of that. Um, I would like make you have a preteen brother. I would like make sure you talk to your brother and like find out if she's also doing that to him because you are you're 20. Your brain's not like fully developed, but you are older enough and you're able to like recognize that that's like not okay and not like good. Um, but if your brother is preteen and younger, um, so parental alienation is something that can happen in like divorces where one parent like really bad mouths the other one and it can like make the kid not want to go to see another parent and it's only based on like what one parent has said and all of that and like it can like lead to additional court cases to like redo custody and it can be like really fucked up so I would like make sure you have like an open line of communication with your brother of being like I'm really sorry I hope she's not doing this to you and then telling your mom like you need to not do that to him like I know that you do this to me and you talk about your financial situation this makes me really uncomfortable and like for you to badmouth dad this also makes me really uncomfortable and I don't know for you if it was me and this is not saying that like if this is not something you want to do like I don't think that I'm necessarily in the right here but I would be like you need to go talk to like a therapist this out write it in your journal or worst case scenario text me your whole thing if that means you're not going to like be dumping this on my brother but if you if she's not dumping it on him then that's kind of like irrelevant there um but, but she can still text it to you and then you don't have to exactly read it. and like so it's not on the phone and it's not in person and being like you want to just treat this kind of like a diary if you need to get this out and you're just not ready to go to therapy yet and go for it like but just don't or like get a google voice number and be like this is my phone just for texting like send this here yeah or give her the number she can leave voicemails oh my on god there, and then like, you never have to check yeah it. so i just think that like you have to kind of create that separation there because i do I think if she keeps up with that kind of thing, like it is going to affect your relationship. And so I think if you can let her know that like, hey, this, how you're behaving right now will affect our future relationship. Like, I really don't want to hear about this stuff. And um, I think you should talk to other people about it. And you're my mom just because I'm 20, like doesn't mean that like I want to be your friend, but like you are my mom first and like he's my dad. Like, and that's like really uncomfortable thing. Um, And then I agree with everything Melissa said you're not, they're not going to feel like this forever. So milk it while you fucking can. And it's laundry. It's dinner. It's, mm-hmm. oh, do you want to go see a movie? Oh, this thing looks really cool. Like, oh, Cheesecake Factory. Ooh, right. I want this. Ooh, uh, a shower that I don't have to wear shower flip-flops yeah. in. Like, Care this, packages. Like, mm-hmm, like, oh, I really miss like Aunt Susie's cookies. And it's like, oh, I'll bring you. Like, because I promise you. After a year, they're going to mm-hmm. be like, they're driving you crazy. You'll drive them crazy. Right. And then they'll be like, fuck off. And so it's better that they will naturally be done. Like they'll mm-hmm. naturally like fade out. But I think in this annoying phase, the only thing and the best thing you can do is just be equally as annoying back. 
because you're going to get away with it for a full year. Yeah. And you'll get the things that you want, the things that you need. Um, you know, I also think like you need $20. You have two parents now. Mm-hmm. Now you have $40. Yep. <laughs> like you can do all of that shit, especially if like, or filling up your, like you your need a car tank. wash. That, yeah. That was a good one. Your too. gas tank. Like all of that shit. Like, oh, I, uh, I don't like tr- truly like anything you mm-hmm. really need to get. Maybe we can go walk around the mall and then yeah. you're like, oh, that's such a cute top. Mm-hmm. I have a party next week, but I don't know. Like, come on. They're, yeah. they're going to be overbearing and they're going to be like, if they're going to be sharing too much information with you and like just berating you and annoying you, you might as well get like a f- couple car washes and some laundry for, mm-hmm. out of it. Yeah. And a meal that's not campus food. Yeah. Oh, Costco stocking up on th- things. For, yeah. Or Sands Club. <sighs> Is it the same thing? That's owned by Walmart. Sam Walton. Oh, okay. Is Costco owned by the Costco family? Yeah. Mitchell Costco. (laughs) (laughs) That's, I would like to marry into any of those. Yeah. Just know that this also like does not make you a terrible daughter. Everybody is going through this. Like this is like, if they're not going through this, that's because like their parents don't um, like them. And (laughs) what? I was the other, I I was on the opposite side. And so- it's it's just like there is a trade-off it's always gonna happen and um don't feel don't feel like you're a bad daughter like if this happened to my friends like when I was in college and this was not the experience I had I was looking at them going damn that's so fucking annoying like I wasn't looking at going like you should be so grateful you I was like no Mm -hmm. I'm like milk that shit want to take some of my laundry too like it's just it is just the way that it is and it's not gonna last forever and it does not make you a terrible daughter and Everybody wants independence and no matter how close you are to your parents, even if you're living at home, going to community college, I don't think that, I think you should be able to have a lot of agency and independence as like you've graduated high school. Like it, it should feel like a shift no matter yeah. how far away you are. Yeah. That's an adjustment for you both, um, but it'll be fine. Yeah. Hi, Megan and Melissa. I'm 27. She, her, my partner is 30. He, him. I have known my partner and his family since I was four and he was six, and we've been together for six years, so his parents are like my other parents. We have been living in an old house that my partner's dad grew up in for almost two years now. We live here alone, and his parents live two and a half hours away. Before we lived here, they used this as a vacation house. My partner does pay his dad rent for allowing us to live here, and we try to take care of it for them while we live here which will probably be another two years while I finish getting my degree. The issue is this is a three-bedroom house plus another bonus room, and all of the rooms that aren't my bedroom have a lot of what I would deem unnecessary crap that belongs to my partner's dad. I guess this would be fine under normal circumstances because we have our own bedroom and closet, but since this is an older home in the middle of the forest, we're struggling with mice. Now, mice really freak me out even more than spiders. I recently spent a week cleaning all of the clothes in my closet because they had made a nest in the back, and I was woken up by not one, but two in my laundry basket. I'm really grateful to be living in such a beautiful destination and for not having to pay rent myself while I go to school. I want to take care of this house. I want to figure out how to close the majority of the mice out, but I don't know how to do it without maintaining all of the stuff in the closets and other rooms, which is just making more homes for the mice to live in. My partner's dad is a kind man, but is a diagnosed, unmedicated adult with ADHD who is the primary caretaker of not only his chronically ill and disabled wife, but his unkind father with Alzheimer's 
and is essentially the overwhelmed patriarch of the family. He works and travels a lot of hours a week, but makes a pretty decent and more than comfortable amount of money. He is willing to pay for things to be done for the house, but still has a DIY heart and says he wants to be hands-off, but also involves himself in every little thing. Him being involved in every little thing means that in the two years we've lived here, the only improvement we have had is better internet and a new stove. It's like having a landlord who only fixes things after a year and whom you also care about his feelings. Another factor is that my partner's dad takes after his mother, who died about 10 years ago, and tends to hoard things and has a lot of emotional attachments to things she could have used, such as a wooden spoon in the kitchen. How do we discuss a declutter of his things in a respectful manner so that I can clean this house better and maintain the mice issue better? I think what you do is get a shed and put all his stuff in it. That's actually not a bad idea and so not what I was going to say. But you say, hey, we kind of want to clear this room out. Make up a reason. It could be an office. could be an extra space. for I don't know, not where people stay. I try to keep mm-hmm. things. But like, it could be an office or something because you're in school. It could be someplace where you want to go and study and stuff and just say, hey, we want to clean this room out. Um, so we're going to put a shed outside. Um, also, there's been... I'd say, you know, there's been mm-hmm. mice getting in here. So I just think that decluttering this will help get rid of the mice. Um, and then make sure that all your st- stuff is stayed and protected and make sure that we're not touching it or the mice aren't touching it either. So if we get this shed um, that's closed off and it you can only get in if you go in there, then that will be great for the rest of us. That's smart because if you say it in the sense of like, hey, we've been having like a mice problem and I'm like fine, like throwing my shit out or like, you know, washing mine and something like being a little more rough with it. But I, you know, your stuff is like really precious and like, like I don't want to do any of that. So um, we're going to buy a shed and I can move the stuff. If you want to move it, I can send you pictures of everything I'm moving. I just want to make sure that it's not, it doesn't get hurt and Mm -hmm. it doesn't get caught in uh, what, what, however we end up attacking these mice. We can save and protect your stuff. That's Uh smart. That's so not what were you going to say? My idea was, um, as someone who is diagnosed with ADHD and medicated, um, there, I, I really, really understand the go ahead, do your own thing. I'm hands off or, and also being able to pay for things, but having like a DIY kind of heart. But at the same time, thinking that you have time to do something and then actually not, and then realizing that like, when it that affects more than just me that's when I'm like that's a problem like if it's for me where I'm like I'm not gonna delegate things I'm just gonna do it all myself because I prefer that I'm only allow myself to do that when I'm the only person in the situation because if other people are counting on me that's not fair but I would have I would propose it in like a multiple kind of options of being like hey so we've had mice these are all the things that we've tried already and it hasn't been working um, they're still here. They're like ruining some stuff and they're doing this. I put the traps. I've done all this. Basically the anticipating him being like, well, what about the, try this, try this, all of the things that you've already tried. And you're like, so I've been doing a ton of research online. I've been reading books. I've like called professionals and like, these are like the options that we have. And so I want to like, let's like, let's figure this out together. And then you propose, I don't know how many options there are, but like you propose options where the one that you want is the most desirable option and how you speak about it and all of that. 
And the other ones are like, and you know, this one might means we like lose out on a lot of stuff and this is probably be more expensive. And like we, if we do this one, we're probably eventually going to have to do this one. Have them all three, pick three, have them Mm -hmm. all three be options that you would be okay with. So there's not like a wrong one that you're trying to get him not to pick. And then if he picks it, you're like, well, then what the fuck did I just do all that for? Have them all three be ones that you're okay with and they are going to be improvements and have one that is the best position, the most, so I used to do this when I still do this, but like in fittings for like uh, projects and stuff, when they send photos to um, like the network of like what outfits you're going to wear or whatever, I always in the photos, in the outfits I don't really like, I kind of like pose a little like, and like my face, I don't make the cutest face. And then the one that I like, I do the best poses. We make it the fo- sure the photo looks great. Me and like the costume designer and I'm smiling and it makes people be like, I like that one the best. Mm-hmm. So even when you're talking about it, being like, this one seems really promising and just the way you describe it. So for him, it doesn't feel like I, this it, coming across in a way that it's like, this person cares so much about this house. This person cares about my stuff. And this person wants, like, they've done a lot of research. And so having it be like, it's like how I trust you with like so much shit because I'm like, I know if you approve of something because you've done the, like, you're not like willy nilly doing all of that. And that comes with like time and relationships. But I think in this instance, if you can show him that you care about his stuff, you care about the house and you've done so much due diligence and research, he can look at that and go, I don't feel like I need to like check her work in this. Like I see the care you put in and that's the same amount of care I would put in. Mm -hmm. And I think that could help. But I think the shed is a good idea. And maybe even if you want to propose a couple ideas, if you have more, but I don't think that there is a way for you to get rid of things or even ask him to get rid of things. What you need to do is you need to move them. Yeah. And that's it. Like, and there's, especially if his wife had hoarding tendencies, like that is something that. Was it his wife or his mom? Oh, was it? I think you're right. I think it was his mom. Yeah. And that can be like a honest like a grief coping mechanism especially if someone else did that it can kind of be passed on and there's just there's so much you have to like think of like people who are hoarding you have to think about the stuff like your most prized possessions that if you were in a fire what you would run to grab out because that's like the viewpoint it's not useless stuff to them so like the 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 sheer amount of it is not doesn't make them like value any less to that person. Mm-hmm. It's like I have so many things that I care about and love that are super important to me that I like need. There is like a psychological part of that. And so that is not something that you are equipped to like work on with him, nor to be fair, I don't even think that like your partner is, especially if you're living there in like a pretty prorated rent while you're in school. It's just about moving yeah those things and in a way that Melissa said like positioned in a way that is it's for the protection of those things because those things are really important and special mm-hmm. I can't stand mice yeah wait there's some at the mountain house which is natural because it's the middle of fucking nowhere in the woods similarly to this and I remember Mott's are falling asleep and I just hear the scratching on the floor and I was like I am it's not okay feet. my um one of the houses that my parents lived <laughs> in. Um, one of the many. Yeah. Um, there was a, uh, it was one of the houses where you like walk in on the third level and then yeah. the s- 
second level that's below it is um, part of it was like underground, but like the back part could go out. And then there was uh, another level that wasn't like more like a crawl space essentially, mm-hmm. but because there was light up, it was like a little creek at the bottom. And then um, a lot of trees and stuff, mice would get in there and then get into, make their way into the main house. And you could just hear their little feet scurrying across the floor. Their, na- their toenails. Yeah. And it was the most, like, I couldn't deal. I couldn't deal. No, it's, it's bad. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Mannies and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Yeah. <laughs> 
All right, next call. Hi, Megan and Melissa. Um, I'm 24, female, she, her, and I have been dating a girl, female, 25, she, her, for like a little less than a month, so it's pretty new. Um, she treats me very well so far, so <laughs> I'm hoping for the best. But um, anyway, I'm calling because we talked about what we liked in bed, and she expressed to me that she likes to be it a little bit. Um, she likes to be told what to do, and I'm all for that, but I am more timid, um, especially in bed, and I just need some tips on how to, like, talk. Oh, my God. Sorry. Carl, just stop the me. I'm driving right now. It's not very responsible. Um, I need tips on how to talk more because dirty talk is a big part of it, too, where I just, like, don't really know what to say and I feel kind of awkward but the thing is I do want to do these things like I do want to put myself in a position where I'm like not just having vanilla sex for the rest of my life you know what I mean um so if you can give any advice on how to be more comfortable doing a little bit more not crazy but just more fun things in bed and how to like tell people what to do in bed that'll be great all right that's all thank you bye first of all we are very strict. If you're going to be in the car, be parked. Do not drive and call. That's the first thing when your call started playing. Megan said she's in the car driving. We know. Like, yes. you can't get past us. Like, I don't even need to hear a car honking. I am happy to hear when I hear a turn signal because I know you are using your turn signal. But I don't even need to hear that to know you're in your car. Just yeah. know. We're always watching. And we do not like it. The only person who got praise for being in their car was they were sitting in their car outside of a field of cows no. and they were just moose in the background <laughs> and the person who was parked outside of a race car track. Yeah. Those are the only two times that we were like, I'm glad you called from your car. Because otherwise, even when your car is pulled over, I understand. But like, I hope that you're not like in a parking garage. That's sketchy. I hope you're not like, it's not too hot in there and you're getting overheated and you're getting dizzy and you're about to drive again. Like, yeah. Or you might accidentally hit a person. Yeah, this is traumatizing for Melissa. Yeah, it really is. It's triggering. Um, okay. <laughs> Lecture aside, we've we've kind of answered this question. We before, have, but I kind of have a been... new new suggestion. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I was gonna say it's been a while. Yeah. And also, that was a hetero couple too. Yeah, and so I think. In this instance, like, I'm really glad you clarified that this is something that you want to do because that's mm -hmm. always, like, our first conversation about this is because sometimes we're not compatible with people sexually. But yep. also, sometimes, like, we just haven't had that experience, but we are interested in that. Uh -huh. So for you, you don't really know what to, like, say and how to, like, take initiative and stuff. And so you said, like, you feel awkward. So I don't know if you feel awkward or uncomfortable watching um, porn, but I am... I'm uncomfortable with that. But you know what I'm not uncomfortable with? Fanfic. Sexy <laughs> fanfic. That it's like something that is, or it doesn't even have to be fanfic. It can be like more like smutty books or something. And the thing when it comes with books, there is a way with words that does not happen in visuals. And also I find that like when you're reading something you have to create the visuals yourself so you don't really get distracted by the visuals and you can you you tend to take in those words more and right now you're like literally looking for words or instances or things that you find sexy or that are like oh this is like hot this would be a good idea and when you're not getting distracted by like the 
physical bodies there, I think you can let your imagination go a little bit more. You can like take notes in the margins. You can also like just like have a little notebook and take notes that you're like, oh, I think this is like good. I think this is good. Um, and also then from that point, it's not just taking notes. It's also finding out, well, do I find this hot? Like, do I like this? And I think it can be a good starting place to come up with some stuff and then also find out. Cause like there's so many different ways. And I think I'm, I don't know. Um, I would hope and kind of think in like, I don't know what kind of like, if you do watch porn, what kind of porn you're more interested in. I do think that you'd probably find hopefully like better um, storylines and like maybe dialogue in like two women together. Uh, but in most like a lot of, I mean, to fair, I, I mean, in the porn that I've seen is, I don't want to say not by choice, but like, you know, not that I was what friend knows somebody who is very proud of their performance and something. It was like, we should watch this. And I just want to say, I would love to have the confidence of somebody who saw that performance of theirs and said, this is great. And I was like, this is not good. Um, but it can kind of be a little more cheesy. And you, if you tend to feel awkward in those situations, it might be harder to kind of sift through um, and might not feel as like genuine or as like loving in a relationship. And I don't know about, I know there are some people who like film themselves having sex and like it's more amateur porn and people really like that. I don't necessarily know if you have to sift through a lot to find ones that like dialogue you like, but I think an author knows how to write good dialogue and that doesn't mean you like regurgitate it, but it can also just like give you ideas. But also um, they do have uh, on like Pornhub, they do have like animated things that people, not animated, they, I mean they do have animated, but they have like things where people talk, like that is a category where people oh. can talk through the things that they like and it can be with like visuals of people with people huh. that are having sex. They've gotten a lot better, I will say. Okay. Um, they have visuals of people like this, and this is from like their professional side. So this is stuff that you know it's not scummy. Yeah. Um, so people are talking, and um, sometimes they'll have they might have a partner there that's actually doing the things. Mm -hmm. So that could be helpful. Um, I think knowing your body and know, knowing what you like is also a helpful thing. So, you know, like you could start, it, actually some people get more stage shy um, if they're like touching themselves in front of yeah. their partner. But that is, I feel like that's a good way to uh, mm -hmm. talk, but you could do this on your own where you're by yourself um, figuring out exactly what it is that you like and maybe like it sounds very clinical but like if you're starting with dirty talking you don't know how to do it but you take time while you're discovering your body and mm -hmm. and like I like this thing yeah. and then describing it yeah you could take, you could have a, a you could record a notes app or you could like have a little piece of paper next to you and <laughs> Or you could just like, you know, just like store it in the bank, store it in the spank bank and then remember that and then say those things. I think mm -hmm. saying specifically what you like, where you like it, when you like it, how you like it mm -hmm. is a good place to start with. If it's the kind of it, also people have different types of dirty talk that they like because it could be and you might want to specify yeah, you with your partner because it could be like dirty as in like what you want done to you or what you want to do to them or 
even just like um being called certain things yeah that's what i was gonna say like you should have a conversation ahead of time because especially like the um you wants you to be like more um forward and i forget what word you use but like in bed like you tend to be more timid you want to take more control um that i would like you know make sure that there's like a lot of like conversations ahead of time of being like so for you what is something that you find sexy and what is something that like in this realm that you're like hard pass i don't like this Mm -hmm. at all any like words like that you like and any words that you really don't like and also it could be a great example of being like if she if she doesn't have ask her like so like can you give me an example of something you really like and if she's like well i don't know like but it's nothing specific be like okay can you give me an example of like a character like a movie character or something like or a book is there anything that you're like oh my gosh that like i thought that was really hot and it doesn't even have usually it has nothing to do with the actors it usually has to do with the writing and it yeah. usually has to do with how you're supposed to feel about that person and their essence and it's again it's not mirroring that essence but then seeing you watching the content or reading the thing and going this is what they like in this what do i like in uh-huh. this and then it's embodying that because at both parties of this it's like okay this is what she's into but it's what do i like that she also likes mm-hmm. it's like there is like a venn diagram there um and so i think that if she gives you some like specifics of things i would again also take that as a jumping off point but then also like find your own things and like share with her and just make sure that you know what is like a hard pass not going to happen and what is like the boundaries and comfortability because taking control in the bedroom can mean a lot of different mm-hmm. things it can mean like verbally it can mean like more physically, it can mean like dominating, or yeah. it can just be like, tell me when you want to get fucked. Yeah. And it also can just be like being the one who's like making the calls in bed of being like, we're going to like move here, we're doing that, like all that stuff. And like being the one who's like being more handsy and m- moving and adjustments and stuff. So, um, yeah, I would, I would do that. And then I would also come up with something that use it as a, a, a point to find out something that is possibly completely unrelated to this that you're also interested in exploring with your partner Mm -hmm. because I think it's really important when we know that our partner is into something and that we're kind of trying to like learn about it to then fit into that it can be really quickly like we're our all of our sexual desires just become a reflection of our partner's sexual desires And that's why a lot of the time, like later on, specifically in heterosexual relationships, women don't really know what they like because they've been they've been having sex that they probably hopefully enjoy, but with people who have told them what they like. And so then you start doing that. And I think anytime one person has said they're into something and you want to try it, I think the other person should have it too, like something that they want to try too, um, just so it feels like you'll probably both end up liking something from either thing or You know, even the thing that you might like, you might not actually like in con like you might like in concept, but not in actuality. So, um, yeah, this is you have homework to read like smutty fucking fanfic yeah. and like, watch like hot movies. Yeah, or even movies. Think about ones that you like characters that you always thought were hot or like scenes that you were like, oh my god, I remember as a kid like this, like I was obsessed with this or like a teenager. Think about that kind of stuff um, too, and why, especially now that you're older, like why was this mm-hmm. like hot to me? Mm-hmm. So and look at the stuff on Pornhub too. Yep. A lot of the homemade oh. stuff is better quality these and, days. Um, 
And Dipsy is great too. So it's like audio stories. They're not sponsoring this episode, but hey, Dipsy, our audience absolutely loves you. And we get messages all the time. People are like, thank you so much for recommending Dipsy. So hit us up. You have our email. But that is, I think, a really, another really good way to also then hear it in people's voices too yep. of like, what do I find hot? And their descriptions, they're really, really descriptive and specific. So you and, can know what And you're you finding. can pick like, um, like, what sex you want, what mm-hmm. voices you want, um, what kind of stories they are. They have locations as well. Yeah, so you can get real specific. Uh-huh. Happy for you, um, and uh, don't call podcast and drive. Yeah. When you give us your update, be I parked. Be parked, be seated. Mm-hmm. And um, the bonus points is there's a cow. Yeah. Or a friend just moves in the background. Yeah. Yeah, stick your tongue there, daddy. Or, sorry, mommy, for you. Play the next one. <laughs> it's time for Don't Play Thank God. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> oh, my God. Don't Blame Them is where a listener calls in with their own advice pertaining to a call that we've had on a previous episode. So maybe they have personal experience. Maybe they uh, caught something in the call that we missed when we gave our own advice. Or maybe they just loved to hear the sound of their own voice and wanted to give their own advice. Which, hey, relatable. We have two podcasts. And yeah. my voice is sounding sexy. Roll the tapes. Yeah? <laughs> Hi, um, I'm calling for the Don't Blame Them for the podcast named uh, Boyfriend Came Out as Polyamorous. And I was calling about the caller who is undergoing chemotherapy and is trying to figure out how or if to tell her friend that she needs to be vaccinated to be around her um, or something like that. Anyway, um, I just wanted to call and share my experience. Um, it wasn't super directly related to me, but um, anyways, I had a kid at the end of 2020, and um, I do live with my parents, so I had to navigate the pandemic with a newborn um, and it's the surge in the beginning of the year. Uh, my part of my, I live in a, a conservative, more purple state as of recently. So a lot of people in my life were anti-vaxxers or just like followed other people and wouldn't get vaccinated. Um, I had to make the tough call of setting those boundaries with the people in my life that were not vaccinated um, due to to my son so I could protect him. And um, I just want to say, like, uh, my advice would be to do it. If they're a good friend, they will understand. Um, I think the biggest thing that I was scared about was them reacting harshly to me, saying I was overreacting about it, um, which made it really scary to initiate those conversations. But the people in my life who respected me as an individual understood and have been so nice about it and and haven't held it against me and and completely understand why I want to take the steps that I do. Um, The people who had a bad reaction to it are the people who don't respect me and don't respect boundaries and who I've had a consistent problem with, um, with boundary setting. So, which was, only one individual, and that was um, 
his father. We are not together. So, but in the end, he still did comply and wore a mask around his kids so he could still see him. He was the only one that had a looser boundary. Um, but I'm telling you that if she's a good friend, she will understand and she won't hold it against you. So I would just simply tell her that, you, you know, I, I said, I'm, I'm scared. I want to make sure that I'm not putting my kid in danger. And this is the situation that I have to do to complete it. So, um, I just, my, my one piece of advice would be if, if they love you and they're respectful. They got cut off. Yep. But I feel like we got the gist. Yeah. Um, first of all, I the gasp I let out when you said the one person was your yeah. baby's dad. Yeah. You are a wonderful great mom. Um, and this is like a sentiment that like so many people share. Um and it sucks because we don't ever wanna I don't know. Sometimes like I, I think about like I don't if someone like doesn't care about me, I don't want to know. Like I mm-hmm. sometimes it's but kind of you would prefer to be blissfully ignorant, especially when you're like going through like a tough time where it's like I don't have the emotional capacity to know that someone that I would do so much for won't do like the base, most basic thing for me. It's like a really, really hard thing to deal with. But that always it'll always come up like there's all it's always it's going to happen at some point and Sometimes, like, as scary as it is to have that kind of control, you don't actually have that much control in those situations. Like, that person, like, you have the choice of when that conversation is going to happen. You don't have a a choice of if it's going to happen or if it's not. And if it's a matter of, like, the friendship surviving. It's not a matter of if it's going to survive. It's when it's going to be done. And do you want to be in the driver's seat or do you want to be caught off guard and realize that you compromised your boundaries much more than – you felt comfortable doing, but you you did it anyways. Mm-hmm. So, um, thanks for sharing that. I hope the original caller can hear that and feel supported in knowing that the people who truly care about her, it's like a, it's a like no brainer kind of a thing. And it is about it's not about like stubbornness or like politi- politics or even like science at that point. Like, if I need to do something to like make someone I care about feel safe and like not even just like factually like be safer but like feel safer even if it's ridiculous I'm gonna do it so that's what friends are for yeah yeah I I don't like it when yours is it's too mine comes straight from the veg yeah you need to put the vagina the penis chakra Mm -hmm. in my um yoni Anyways, Yoni, stop it! <laughs> disgusting, absolutely disgusting. Um, that is the end of the podcast. Holy fucking shit! It has been, and uh, I feel like we did like a marathon. Like we had a danceathon in like drama class, where you like dance for like I used to think it was twenty four hours. It was like twelve um, to like raise money for I don't know what our rich ass public school, and that's what this feels like. Like I felt like someone pledged us for every hour that yeah. we did this i wish i wish hey but you can on our patreon if you feel bad for us <laughs> and you enjoy the content and you want to support the channel and the podcast um that's it please call us for um <laughs> good job with the calls episode. this week yeah really good job mm-hmm. 
And that was before I, I, yeah, we put out our warning say, on Monday. Just to give you a little, this is like a, I'm not post-mortem, whatever. We just want you to know that we have recorded this episode before you will hear the last episode. Uh-huh. And we kind of went in on people being like, give better calls, do all of that. And you did it without us asking. And so just know that that's not in response to this. To this. To this yeah. <laughs> These are great calls. Uh-huh. Thank um, you. Thank you. We want to give praise when praise. Uh huh. There's also yeah. ones that we didn't even use for this episode. They're going to use for another episode. We're so y'all did. Them. Y'all did great. You did great. And I'm maybe we just put it in the universe. Our lecture. Yeah. So thank you all so much. If you're um still listening at this point, what should they comment? Comment on the Instagram like what your movie or TV show or book like sexual awakening was. Like what like whether it was like, wow, I am straight, I am not straight, um, this is the kind of person that I am into, this is what I like. Like, what was that for you that you became a sexual being? Yeah. So let us know who yours were in the comments on our Instagram. We appreciate it. And hey, if it's teenage Simba, there's no shame. There's no shame. You saw my face about the goofy movie. If it was um Nemo's dad, shame. Marvin? Merlin? Never seen Marvin. <laughs> Anyways, um, that is it for the episode. Follow us everywhere. We deserve it. And we will see you all next time. Goodbye. Bye. Don't Blame Me is a production by me. Executive produced by Melissa DeMonts and Diamond Imprint Productions. Edited by Coco Lawrence. Post-production sound by Chris Henry. Production assistance by Melanie D. Watson. Music by Ryan Hunter and Giacomo Picasso.